Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for Visibility, Impact, Profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, digital content creator and marketing coach at VIP Digital Marketing Masters. Welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. This is a podcast for women entrepreneurs to get inspired and fired up about marketing their product and service-based businesses. We go behind the scenes with powerful women in business and learn about the importance of getting your brand's message out into the world. Whether you're just dipping your toe into entrepreneurship or you're already well on your way to world domination, this is the place to get strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to get your messaging on point. Ready to get tips from the pros to help you attract your ideal clients and customers and position yourself as an expert in your industry? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hirshhorn. I am beyond excited for today's guest. It is number one international best-selling author, speaker, and book publishing expert, Becky Norwood. She is CEO of Spotlight Publishing, and she's widely recognized for the empowering story whisperer intuitive way that she passionately guides others to become their very own story whisperer. She incorporates her methods with sound marketing that is the pathway for business expansion and audience growth. Becky has brought over 350 authors to number one bestseller status. That is huge. Countless listeners have heard her live online interviews of both authors and experts offering sage advice. She offers an extensive catalog of services supporting emerging and established authors. Becky believes that a well-told story is a gateway for growth, sharing, and a way to unite humanity. She's an advocate for the positive that comes from sharing our creative genius and impacting our world in positive ways. Becky, thank you so much for being here today. (laughs) Well, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? (laughs) It sure does. Isn't it funny when you listen to your own biography and you're like, wow, Wow. I've done some stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. really working on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, everything you do is in writing at this point, right? So, yes, it is. There's a lot okay. of writing. There's, There's a lot, a lot of, of writing. Let's talk about becoming a number one bestseller because I think that that's something that most of our listeners, if they haven't thought about it, they're probably thinking about it right now. How they would love to be that. I mean, I would love to be in, I haven't ever finished the book that I started writing. And now I'm like, well, maybe I should start a new book. 
<laughs> but I would love to be a number one bestseller. Can anybody be a, a number one bestseller? Well, it's really interesting because there's there's a lot of strategy that I put behind working with my authors and setting in place the marketing because it's truthfully not super, super difficult to become a number one bestseller. There's a lot of, a lot of work that goes into it. But I always say it's even bigger than that, because it's just like if you have a diploma on the wall behind you. Great. You graduated with your master's. You graduated with your associates, whatever you graduated with. If you're not using that, the learning that you got from that, if you're not working in a field that will take advantage of that genius that you have behind you, it won't serve you. It's just Hmm. a piece of paper. Okay. Okay. So I say, yes, you can become a number one bestseller, but what are you going to do with that? So it's a, it's a means to an end. It is. It is. I kind of chuckle even when I see the New York times bestseller and I see, you know, the, the wall street journal, you know, all these big names and they say you're number one, but I've worked with enough authors to know that if they don't use that tool, that book as a tool and treat it like it's a business, it's a tool for business growth. It is not the end all be all. That's so interesting. It's that door opener. It's that it's kind of an expensive business card is basically what it is. It's a wonderful tool, but what about the other things you have on the backside of it? So how do you leverage that book? You've written your book and and how do you make that help you grow your business? Well, when I work with my authors, we explore, do they have a course that they've already created? Do they have a podcast series? Are they speaking from stages? We explore a lot of different things because this book, because of the way we publish and the exposure we get for it will be the introduction to those things. People will understand how you work, what you do, how you teach. But we put in video in the book. We put in links to free downloads. We talk about the course. We add so much to make this book kind of come alive. Because anybody can read a book, but if you don't know how to get in touch with the author, you know, you don't have the full flavor of what this author is bringing to the world. We're living in an amazing time. We have, yes, we have COVID. We have the unrest that's going on. We've got everything that's that's happening. But if COVID had happened 10, 15 years ago, where would we be? Mm. Look at the tool sets we have at our ability, at our fingertips. Look at the way publishing has evolved because people... Anybody can even go out and self-publish a book. They don't need to have anybody. Of course, I don't recommend it. And the reason I don't recommend it is that there's so much that they don't really know that goes on behind the scenes to make it all happen. I've seen some pretty ugly books published. (laughs) And I mean that in the sense of there's editing errors. There's things that are missed because it's like every plumber has a leaky faucet. Every painter needs his house painted. We don't always have the skill sets. We know that maybe the knowledge, the wisdom, the stories that we bring to the world are exquisite and wonderful. But that's where our focus is. And we're, we're out there, we're taking care of our business, doing all the other things. We don't need to, to also learn how to do 
like the fixing the leaky faucet. We need not how to the ins and outs because in publishing, the rules change frequently because the publishing houses are are constantly learning new ways and adapting and that trickles on down to the rest of us that are working on behind the scenes to figure out, wow, not another change. Oh no. You know, and those are things that we're keeping abreast of, but the, the general public, when they're bringing books to the world, they don't know those changes mm-hmm. and they don't understand them. And so when I know that I can get 10 categories for a book rather than just two, and I know that there are certain things that need to be done with the files before they can be uploaded to where they will be high quality and beautiful, there's a big difference. So it's just a matter of, you know, I've said a lot in these few, you know, in this little short period of time, but there's so much to this whole bringing that magic to the world. Absolutely. And I mean, entrepreneurs have to realize that it takes a village to grow a business. Yes. And so you can't just do it all. It is so important to hire experts to do their things so that they can help you shine a light on your zone of genius, your expertise. Yes. And I've, I've learned that and I've been slowly building a team and I still find that I, um, in fact, in the next couple of months, I'm pulling together a few more that can do some of these things because you get so caught up in the busyness that you're not able to do all the things, other things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Because even, you know, for me, the podcast interviews that I do, I showcase all my authors all the time. And I showcase experts that support my authors. And that's what's helped me to grow my business. But when you get really busy with all the little mundane things in the background, you stop doing them. And then you're starting to say, hey, wait, wait a minute now, you know. And so in business, all of us have businesses to run. Either we're working for somebody or we're running our own business. But as we bring our expertise to the world, treat that book as it is a tool for business growth. Treat that book as a showcase of the wisdom that the world truly needs right now and treat it as something that is of incredibly high value and get your support team around you. Make sure that you have a good support team. I love that. I really do. And, you know, you're inspiring people right now to get that book idea and actually start, but how do you start? I mean, do you just sit down in front of your computer, open up Word and start (laughs) tap, tap, tapping away on the keyboard? I mean, how do you start? (laughs) You know what I say all the time is when, when I meet with my new authors, I do offer like a VIP session. It's usually six hours. So we, depending on the author, some of them do it an hour at a time. Some of them want it all in one day. And we work that out. We start brainstorming. There's some preliminary homework that I give because I I need to know where their starting point is. One author had a big white blank wall behind him, kind of like what looks like right now behind you. And so I said, okay, you think this book is about 12 chapters. So take those little post-it notes and start going down with, you know, with a column, put one, two, three, four, all the way up to 12 on the back wall behind you with those post-it notes, and then put your thoughts, what you want in those chapters, because he was a real visual type. Other people like to make an outline. Some people like to use mind maps, but you'll find it's like all over the place. And all of a sudden you see where this 
goes over here, that should be moved over here. And so the, the whole outlining of everything, because we all have life experiences that have brought us to where we are today. And it, it's brought us to serving the world in the way that we do. And so we have all of this. And sometimes it can be just like all jumbled up inside. And so let's take the time to outline what it is. And then I encourage my authors to set aside time. If it's an hour a day, an hour a week, it doesn't matter. If it can only be 10 minutes at a time, it doesn't matter. Set the tone. Have your writing area. Have your incense or your you know, essential oils or your soft music, whatever you have. Block out if it means getting up early in the morning or if you operate better late at night. Dedicate, make a habit of dedicating time to writing, nothing but writing. And once you get going, at first it's really hard, especially when we're busy. But once you get going, then you find yourself going over that <laughs> that 10 minutes or hour because you get into a gear. You get mm-hmm. into that, that motion of, of producing. But then as you start putting it together, my biggest suggestion is always read it aloud. Absolutely. I use tools so that they can, that'll catch editing things. And I introduce those tools to my authors because we all need the tools. We get busy and it's easy to miss things. But when they read, I had one author, she thought she was really ready to move forward with publishing. I said, read it aloud first, read your book aloud. When she did, she found in the first three chapters, she repeated the same story in a little bit different way, but it was still repeated in the first three chapters, each, all three chapters. Oh my goodness. And she didn't catch that. Wow. Because yeah. when we write something, we think we already know what it says. So we skim. Right. We Absolutely. read it thoroughly. We don't take the time to really, really check it out. And so some mm-hmm. of the software that I turn them on to is helping to catch those things. And of course, a good editor, which... A human. Yes. yes you need a, a human to catch the Yes. <laughs> so I don't, I have a team of editors. I no longer edit just because my business has gotten busy and I was finding myself skim reading, you know, no, which is the last thing you want to be doing. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. when an entrepreneur sits down to write a book, so often many of us want to write either a how to, or We want to tell our life story, but then our life story really doesn't have anything to do with what we do for a living. So how do you reconcile that? How do you really pick what to write about? A lot of times, if you're writing a how-to, you still need to weave story into that. If you write a how-to and it's strictly a how-to, nobody's going to read it. They're going to get bored. They're bored right away. It stays on the bookshelf. You know, it just, it's over their book. If you weave story into it, it makes it relatable. And I encourage that if you're writing a blog, if you're doing your social media, if you're writing articles for article submissions, if you're writing a book, weave in storytelling. Always. It can be how you work with your clients for the ones that you serve. It can be stories of their success. It can be stories of your own success. It can be stories of how you got started in doing this work and what it's evolved into. If you don't make it relatable through stories, you don't attract the ideal clients to be reading your book Mm -hmm. because we need the relatability of stories. And it's that storytelling that, you know, 
before COVID started, you'd go to restaurants and you'd see entire families around the table and they're all on their devices and nobody's talking. That's right. And I think, oh my God, don't you understand how important it is that we, as families and as even as amongst our friends, that we tell stories that can really, really shape a relationship. But our youth, absolutely, we all need storytelling, but our youth needs the the wisdom of story to help them to to navigate the, the world they're coming into. And stories connect us. They do. That's what makes people remember things is stories. Like when you have a history teacher that teaches you names and dates, it goes in one ear, out the other. But I had this phenomenal history teacher in 10th grade who jumped up on the desk and enacted a moment from time. and, And he brought it to life. And then I ended up doing a specialist in history in college. Like I studied only history in college because I was just so enamored with the stories of social and economic history because stories are really what bring us all together and make us all able to relate to one another. So I love this. Oh, so important. And without storytelling, you know, I was watching a PBS series called Finding Your Roots. Oh, love that show. (laughs) I I want to be famous enough one day (laughs) that Henry Louis Gates Jr. calls me and he's like, Melanie Hirshhorn, you're up. (laughs) I know I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, I want to be on that show. Oh my God. But isn't it fascinating when you watch that show, how few people really know anything beyond sometimes just their parents. Their parents. And maybe their grandparents, but a lot of them beyond their parents. Why? It's why we keep repeating history Mm. because those stories aren't passed on. How many people, their ancestors went through the most gruesome of things and they didn't even know about it. And, you you know, even with whatever the nationality is, the Jews and what they went through, the grandkids had no knowledge of it. Right. No storytelling, nothing to cement the reasons why we, we eat the foods we eat. The reasons why we we have the customs we have, the reasons why our religion is a certain way or our, our religion isn't a certain way, it, the reasons why we have a hesitation towards experiences in life. When you understand the past history, then you start to form opinions and you form, make decisions that don't steer you down those roads. Do you think books are always going to be with us? I think pe- people just, you know, there's all kinds of things that are, that will change and are changing. But I think I always have to have a book in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about, you know, kids today. I look at my grandkids. I have 10 grandkids wow. and, and I look at them and they amaze me because <laughs> I can ask a question and about two seconds later, they, and it's a hard question and they've gone to YouTube or Google or something and figured out the answer, but they still love their books. I'm hoping books will always be the, the resource, but even so, if it's not books and we will find ways to continue to pass down stories. And just should, I say that every human being has treasured gifts. The world's just waiting to experience And we need to pass on those stories, just like on that finding your roots. If those stories had been passed on, how would it have bettered us as this generation 
and the generations behind us as we continue to share those stories. Becky, this has been so much fun. Can you tell me how people can find you online? I'm on all the social medias just about. Spotlightpublishing.pro is my website. And all the social medias, it's either by my name or or you can catch me by my name and it'll take you to where my my pages are, you know. So I make sure I keep my name in there because that's the best identifier. (laughs) Absolutely. You are the brand. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was fantastic. Wow. I feel so honored that you invited me to this and I thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. Please join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women entrepreneurs like you. As reviews come in, I'll be reading them on the podcast and you will get a shout out. Have an amazing day, friend. And remember, your message matters. You've written a book, now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand, Schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.